Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Toledo, your host on Dent Time PDR, a podcast about PDR training, tutorials, interviews, and much more. So get something to eat, drink, and start pushing. It's time to listen. What is crack-a-lacking? It's me, Mike Toledo, back on the mic. Act like I'm a DJ or something. And we're good to spin. If you like this, do you do do you like this? Scratch. Anyways, I'm a little hyper tonight. Sorry. Okay, as you guys may or may not know, this show is all about PDR. That's what I do. That's what I like to talk about. Help out, and I try to do as much as I can for the industry. And uh, I'm pumped up, man. In case you guys haven't heard, no, I have not smoking anything or sniffing anything or drinking anything this is just me being me all right i just give you guys a heads up on my thing because i usually get right into the show but i'm just kind of giving you guys my agenda my day that i generally do i get up at 4 30 i go make coffee i get on my computer answer any emails any text messages. Yes, I reply back right at 4.45 in the morning. I don't care as long as I get out of the way. I reply back to people. I might write a post. I might get a blog ready. And then I am uh, go to the gym, work out for an hour, come back home, get the kids up. And that depends on what's in front of me. If I've got to train or if I'm doing a couple customers or if I'm at the shop doing training tutorial videos or reviews, Something in that line, that's generally most of my day. And then at night, I am promoting podcast, getting ready, and pretty much uh, taking on whatever's thrown at me between the kids and the wives and the house. So that's generally how I roll. Uh, So I wanted to kind of, not that it matters to you guys, I guess, but I kind of want to talk, go over some topics. I wanted to... First of all, we're going to bring on Jeff from Beach Cities PDR. Okay. You guys don't know who Jeff is. I mean, here I am. You guys know me. Do it. You guys are probably like, man, Mike, it forgets a lot. I do, man. I If anybody knows me for a while and they've been at my shop, I will lose my keys probably three times. And you're going to laugh at this because most of the time, well, all the time, I have. I have... Um, uh, a key rack on top, like above in my um, yeah, my shop, right? Right above my tool chest. I got everyone's keys there except my own. And because I, I have all these lockers and locks and stuff, and I go and I just forget my keys. I'm always trying to leave without my keys. And I'm very forgetful. That's the, that's the part on that. So that explains my forgetfulness when I don't have notes in front of me. So it's Jeff McGill. And you know what's killer, funny? is I've known Jeff for a very long time and I'm going blank because I'm so hyped up. I can't even think straight. So, uh, me, Jeff, Vince, uh, we're so cowboys, uh, Jeff and, and Vince are pretty close together. They're pretty near in the same County. Uh, that's, uh, Vince D'Alessandro I'm referring to. So anyways, yeah, we, we all get along. We all have different companies. It's, it's great. So I'm going to bring Jeff on because, He's got some really cool, interesting topics. We're going to talk about his shop. We're going to talk about his, his, uh, his, the way he gets big dents. I think this is going to be the most important part of the podcast. I think it's going to be a highlight of it. 
because he said some small, interesting, good details. So pay attention. And if you didn't pay attention enough, replay it back. Right? He gives some really good insights because I asked the questions for you guys that I think that you guys would want to know. And it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, so the topic, my topic for me, and then we'll get into Jeff's interview. How, how, why do small dents, why are small dents so hard to finish, like the sharpest ones? Now, I just did, literally, I was going to talk about something else. But I did a dent today that I thought I was not going to be able to get out. I almost didn't take a picture. And luckily I did. And sure enough, it's always the ones that you just don't think, you have no doubt in your mind that, man, this is not going not gonna to go right. So why did I take it on? Well, number one, the customer was one of my friends. Well, he not a, he's not my friend. He's an acquaintance that owns a bit detail business, and he whacked this person's car. He has to pay for it, so on and so forth. And so I felt bad. And if I didn't try, then I'd be kind of just letting him down, right? I'd be letting him down. But who am I really letting down? I'm letting down who? What do you think? Myself, right? And what do I preach? What do I say to my students? Always try. You never know your capabilities. You just, you will surprise yourself over and over again. And how many times has that happened to you, gentlemen and ladies? Have you talked yourself out of it saying that you can't do it to prove yourself right? But then later on, you, as you if you try, then you have obviously different results, right, than what you had in your head. See, I like to think about a lot of things about a lot of our problems, right, happen based on what we think, what we, what we assume. And Jedi mind tricks, if you want to call it or not, all right? But really, the, the most... I would say the the bad guy of everything is ourselves. I was like, the worst enemy is the way we think. And so what I'm getting at is I didn't think I was going to do this type of dent repair and I am doing it. And if you want to check out my last Instagram and if those, if you've listened to this podcast sometime later, it's an F-150, practically a BB dent, but it's not. The guy opened it up into a very sharp pole I mean, we're talking, if it went any further, the paint would be damaged and probably unrepairable. But it was it should have been unrepairable. So most of you guys, you might not even say, I wouldn't even try that. And I don't blame you. So I'm not going to tell exactly how I did it because I actually am going to talk technically on it on dent trainer i'm going to break it down even though i didn't film the whole thing but i feel I, I shot the after video of it the clip but i didn't shoot the process of it because the guy had to get real back take take the car back to the customer and and deliver it so i didn't get a chance to to film it all but i'm going to talk about some tools or a tool or a t now i'd say let me let me talk let me take that back i'm going to talk about a part of a tool that is way, and some of you know this, a lot of you should, 
I'm hoping that most of you do, that um, we don't use the tool enough to its full capabilities. Let me let me tell you that, okay? Let me talk about that. What I'm referring to is the heel of the tool. Not the tip of the teal of the of the tool, the heel. And the heel of the tool acts like a soft tip. And I was using, and I'll tell you what tool I was using to start that dent. I was using a dent craft. I think it's a I'm not sure if it's a W series. It might be a whale series, a whale tail, but um, it was a dent craft yellow, 90 degree, thin wire tool, super strong. And it's one of my go-to favorites. As a matter of fact, it is like one of my must-have favorites. And I should do a video on this because it is, I use it all the time. It's one of my, I don't go to a job without it. I don't have it in a shop without it. And I'll put a post a picture of it, okay? That was the tool that got 90% of that dent out. There was a lot of little things that I did to get that dent out. In fact, I'll post the video clip down below too of this podcast. If you want to go to denttimepdr.com, all the show notes, including what I'm talking about, will be below there. Plus the links. Speaking of that, just real quick before I go into more about the tool, I wanted to mention that Anson is having a open house on Friday and the day before. It is going to be on the 18th. It's going to be in the talk. I'm referring to April, April 18th. Anson is having a, a IMI certification course. And on the 19th, which is Friday, they're having their open house. So I hope you guys can make it. I will be there. I know a lot of people are going to be at this place. And uh, I'm going to actually just try to do a podcast there. I'm going to do a, a co-host with PDR tool time as well. So I'm looking forward to that, so, you know, getting getting together with the, with the old school fellas on their podcast and and joining that. And then uh, and then yeah, we're gonna have a freaking great time. So I hope you guys are there. It's gonna be great. And they did lower the IMI certification as well. It's down to six hundred fifty dollars. Not that the value of it wasn't worth what it was before, but now you're just getting double the value. I mean, I would I would go do it. And remember, you got to promote yourself, guys. You just don't don't put the certificate in and just don't tell anybody. You've got to promote it. People are looking for people or qualified people. Those are the customers you want and promote it. I am going to talk about that on another podcast. Believe me, I got that down as a topic. And I'll give you some, some hints on that. So that's the that's the open house. That's what's going on there. Then you've got the Standliner event, April 25th and 26th. And then the 27th is also an IMI. That's going to be held at Don Cavanaugh's place in Minnesota. Can't wait for that. I will be there as well. Nice crew. Everything is going to be awesome. So if you want to learn a lot more about the Standliner tools, how to use them, get some hands-on, I would definitely go there and check that out. You can check them out. Go to P, uh, stanlinertools.com and you will see the information there. Okay. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. And then, of course, the, um, the PDR Canada's PDR Repair Secrets.ca. PDR Repair Secrets.ca. That is May 
uh, I think 16. Well, don't, don't quote me on that. It's the middle of May. I'll put the show links, show links down below. You guys know me. I'm always, don't, don't ask me to say dates and stuff on here without my show notes. And if you know that I'm not looking at my show notes, <laughs> don't trust me. All right. Okay. So now moving on to the, uh, to, to the tools. Okay. The tool tip. And you, here's the thing too, man, heat plays a lot, big part uh, of, of your repair. Does it matter if you're in 80 degree weather, like sunny San Diego, or if you're in Norway in frigid freezing temperatures, you've still got to use heat because it's going to keep the elasticity, the, the, the paint from from obviously cracking. You know the metal will go back and forth all day long. And of course, what tool tip are you picking up to use? What tool? The thing with sharp tools is that they are great. And I preach those all the time. I think it's definitely every tech should know how to use those. And like that's your sword, that's your weapon, that is like your go-to tool. That is the finisher right there. But it's also could be a very deadly tool to use if you don't know how to use it. If you go too sharp too soon, you are destined to sand or yet worse, crack the paint. If you go too, too big too long, you're destined to overstretch the metal. However, the, here when I'm, when I'm working a stretched, sharp, deep dent... I want, I, here's the deal, you want a kind of a soft but firm direct push. Not too sharp, not too soft. And that's what the heel of a tool does. Okay, the heel to me, if anybody doesn't know, I hope you know, but I mean, if you don't, it's where the bend, where the, where the bend of the tool goes and it, to make that tip. Okay, so that, that's the heel. Okay, it's the bend. It's like the elbow part of the tool. And that part on any tool is always a great way to start a dent, especially if you have a sharp dent. Your repairs will be much better if you think about starting using a heel of the tool, any tool. In fact, you can drag sometimes with that, with that tool if it's smooth enough, that is. So that's the tool. I'm gonna, like I said, I can't... I don't know the model number right now in front of me, but I will have it down below on my show notes. Give myself way more homework again, but it's worth it because I want you guys to take a look at it. And then I used a, um, a custom tool, which I forgot I had halfway through the repair because I was having a hard time pinpointing the micro lows in there, micro little pits. And the tip of the, of the, um, Dentcraft tip tool was just a little bit too high, too tall. So it wasn't able to do it without bending the crap out of the hole. And I did not want to have to make a bigger hole or have to basically uh, put silicone and repaint it, all this other stuff. Well, you know, I did not want to go that route, man, or have it repainted, period. Mike, you're a hack. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, did I have to drill a hole? You bet I did. 
Okay, I had to. It was an F-150 double walled all the way up to the top. I could have took the strip off, but I didn't have the, the mechanism and the handle was in the way. So there was a no-go. I got permission, of course, to make the manufactured access point, according to Paul Corden, which I do charge. Um, so I, I did, but I didn't tear up the hole. Everything looked clean. This dent, everything went right with this dent. And why? Because I tried. That was the reason, because I tried. And once I started getting the bulk of it with the heel, I knew there was a chance. I knew it. So my point is make sure you try, get that dent out, use the heel, and you're going to have to knock down too as well. Now, what tips did I use to knock down? Well, I used only one tip, and it's becoming my favorite. And don't get me wrong, I love the VIP, no doubt about it. I love the edgy tap down, the no roll tap down. I forgot to mention that on the other one, but I, I've got I've got a I've done some reviews on that. The no roll and the tips that come with it are phenomenal. But the one I use the most, which is becoming my peewee, uh, my I just said it, my my peewee, my favorite is the peewee. You guys probably thought I had some drinks in me or something right now. I didn't. I have not. Okay. I am got a lot of things on my mind. I'm just thinking ahead. But the peewee, what it does is it knocks down the the edge, the rim so well. And what makes a good tap down is because so you're not creating more lows, right? You're not creating, especially on something that sharp, that deep. The last thing you want is add more texture and more work for yourself at the end. So a good tap down, an accurate tap down, and one that stays its shape and keeps its shape for long periods of time is super important. But if you want to hear more about tap downs, you should listen to the other podcast, the one before this one. We talk, we go through that. But it's a back and forth battle. It's knowing how to read your reflection, knowing when to stop. Because as an experienced PDR tech, when you are working something that sharp, you, you are testing the limits of the paint. And you, you can't get too greedy, meaning you can't keep pushing and pushing and pushing without giving. And what that means is by knocking it down. Relax the metal again. Relax the paint again. So you can go two, three more steps further than you got the last time. It has patience. It has experience. And I'm referring to what you need. You've got to have the right tools. And you've got to know your tools. You've got to know, okay, I got this tool. What can I do? I can push with this side. I can side load here to a certain point without making high spots. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll use the heel because that's generally the most forgiving. And then when I need the precision, I'll switch to the tip and pinpoint. That's how I think about when I look at tools and when I'm grabbing it. What, what am I going to do? Now, as a veteran tech, you don't, you, you're not thinking that like step by step. As a new tech, you should be. You should be aware, self-aware. I wasn't self-aware when I was younger. That's why it took me so long to understand it. Of course, I don't have the internet like you guys do or the podcast or whatever. 
but that's no excuse. Now you don't have any excuse for you because people are, there's a lot of help out there, a lot of, a lot of, shall I say, inspiration from other techs who are doing phenomenal work. But you really have to understand, be self-aware about the tool that you are choosing to do the repair. Make sure it's not going to cause more work for you in the beginning and in the end. Especially at the end, because usually the end work is clean up. It should be preventable work most of the time. Anyways, I gibbered and I jabbered. Go check out that repair. And listen, I'm not trying to boost my, my myself. Dude, I get my butt kicked all the time. I lose a lot. You know, I saw this saying on the internet, and I'm sure you guys... Um, and please, you know what, guys? I don't ever want you to think that I am high and mighty. I First of all, I'm very appreciative for anybody who li- takes the time to listen to my podcast. First, I, I want to thank each and every one of you, even though I probably don't know every one of you that listen to my podcast. If you ever see me at MTE or, or um, anywhere, I would appreciate if you'd stop and say hi. I'm not... I don't bite, and and I'm very appreciative for people listening. So it really, really does. Um, I just I, it just humbles me, man. So thank you very much for anybody who's listening out there, and I would love to say hi and meet you, and and uh, you can, you know, approach me anytime. Okay. All right. So I want to get into Jeff, but here here's one thing I also want to say in in this podcast. I'm I'm kind of disappointed so far because I really, really tried to do my best to help you guys out there, listeners, to better yourselves, to make moves about your company. But a lot of you don't do it. A lot of you don't do it. For whatever reason, I don't know. And it's, you know what, I bet you it has something to do with the way you think. Or or if you don't believe in yourself. Or if you think other people are going to say something. I know. I know exactly it's some of those things. And how do I know? Because I used to think exactly like you. What do people think? Anyways, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and preach on you guys, but I'm disappointed that you guys have not created a challenge, PDR challenge video for yourself. It's not for me, it's for you. I just did a little video, one of them. That's not the one I really want to do. I'm going to do a it's actually it's not it at all, but it could have been. It's the one where I kick the fender in and it holds the attention of the viewer for at least 10 seconds, which is perfect. And then it goes into, you know, kind of how we're doing the repair. It's not a very full explanation. It's just kind of a, just a, an attention video. But that's what I would like you guys to do. Create a video of your, of your company and get the attention. Who Come out with one. Dent your own car. You know, I'm not saying kick it in, but dent it with your logo on it and fix it. Then market it. 
I, 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 like I said at PDR college, the last seminar I was at, and I had a lot of good things to say. And one of the first things I said in the beginning, and, and I still hold this true. I said, everybody, a hundred percent of you want to do what I tell you to do. But 90% of you won't, you won't do everything I tell you to do. And then that that and then the rest, the ten percent, they'll do what I tell them to do, but they won't do everything I tell them to do. It could be a little bit lower than that or a little higher than that, but but it's the truth. You guys all know this is funny too. You guys all know what you're supposed to do or what you should do to make your PDR company better and thrive. But man, you get home, you took a few dents out, you had a whopper one, maybe it took you all day, you come home, the last thing you want to do is do PDR. You want to be on the computer or you want to be promoting it, right? I get it. Especially during hail season, yada, yada. I get it. But I'm not going to preach any more in that either. I'm just going to go, okay. I'm just putting it in your head and putting a guilt chip that you know and I know that you know that you should be working harder on your comp- company on your PDR company. All right, guys, it's time for time for the expert. Time to call a PDR expert. We are going to call this new segment, call a PDR expert. And we are referring to Jeff McGill from Beach Cities PDR. He is in the Orange County area, actually next to my good friend Vinny. So yeah, they do know each other and uh, we've all actually known each other for years. And this is the first time actually I've, I've had a chance to bring Jeff on. So we're going to give him a call. And uh, as we're mentioning, we're going to call him about big dents and the tools that he's used. And we're not talking just like normal dents that you do on a car. We're talking taking stuff off, you know, completely off the vehicle. Um, and, and using these newer apparatuses that he's been uh, using for these repairs. You can check them out. On uh, on Instagram, I'll let him give his all his, his handles and things like that. But let's let's give him a call. All right. Hey, Mike. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Uh, nonstop. <laughs> nonstop, man. Still here at the shop. Yeah, loading up my truck. You know. Or do you anyway. do you want, you want to call you back or you want it, you good? No, 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 totally good. Yeah, just constantly busy. No time to stop. So when you get a chance to. That's good, man. Well, I just want to let you know I'm recording you on my podcast right now, man. So Sweet. Very all right. cool. All right. So, so I, I, I gave them a little intro of you, like, uh, you know, what you do and where you're from and all that. But, you know, I'll, I'll let them give you – you'll give them the handles where they can find you and stuff like that. Uh, for, for, where are you at on Instagram? What's your handle? Oh, man. We uh, Beach Cities PDR. Okay. Beach, Beach underscore Cities underscore PDR. Okay, cool. I'll put a link down there below on the uh, on the podcast too. Uh, anybody wants to click yeah, on that, or just check gonna... that to confirm it. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'll double check that too as well. So Jeff, the, what this show is about? It's called called an call an expert, and you are obviously an expert in this industry. Um, you do big smashes, man. So I mean, like just like some gnarly stuff. Um, you right. know, you, you've been know we've known each other for, for a while, for years. And, um, oh, you yeah. have this nice bitching shop down in uh, Huntington beach, isn't it? Yep. Cool. And it's really cool guys. If you ever get a chance, you're in Southern California, go check out, uh, 
Jeff's shop over there, Beach City's PDR. But anyways, I want to talk about the type of dents. Is there money in it? And then also we're going to get into, I'm going to pick your brain on some of the tools that you would recommend for these big dents that you take off the vehicle. What, what are your, some of your yeah, go-tos absolutely. and stuff like that? So meanwhile, like, before we get into that, I want to talk, give me some history about you. When did you start? And, uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, right on. So uh, back in, I started back in 96. And uh, I was actually working, well, let's see, 12 years, well, 12 years before that, I've been working as a uh, auto mechanic, working different places. Uh, long, the last job I had was working at Lexus Westminster as a mechanic. And I was working there from uh, about 93 till 96 when I stopped and started doing this. Anyway, a buddy of mine back in 88 had started doing this and he heard about it. And back in 88, I was working at a gas station, pumping gas, doing oil changes, and he started talking about doing this painless dent mold stuff, and we just kind of like laughed at him, like, "Dude, what are you talking about? You can't take dents out with like these little shiny rods and things like that." Anyway, we laughed him off. And uh, long, uh, long story short, up uh, 94, 95, uh, buddy of mine opened up a body shop in San Clemente called Beach City's Auto Collision. So he started that. He's like, "Hey, you should get into this dent repair thing." He goes, I, "Hey, I can send you a lot of work." I'm like, "Yeah, maybe." And I go, I know a guy who's doing it, and he's doing pretty good, because going back to my friend who had been doing it since 88, I started, just started seeing him getting these like gliders and airplanes and motorcycles. I'm like, man, he must be doing pretty good. So anyway, I bugged him enough. He finally trained me. And then uh, that was April of 96. He started training me. And then I uh, gave notice on my job two weeks before Labor Day weekend of 96, and that was my last day. Labor Day week is my last day at Lexus, and I've been doing this ever since. Wow. Isn't man, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a freaking great career, though, man, isn't it? Yeah, totally amazing. Just uh, best thing, I, best choice I ever made, because I couldn't hold a job for more than two years before that. I did as long as job I've ever held. Never had a boss. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, my gosh. It's funny how we as we, we think we're like, man, what freaking loser we are, dude, like back in the yeah, day. It must you be know? like an ADHD thing. Yeah. That's like definitely what I have. You know, you can't stand still. You can't think straight. And as soon as I start working on a dent, I can think clear as day. Yeah. I know. It's kind it's of a, a ridiculous it's, mentality. And you can just say, I can think clear as day when I start working on a dent. And I can sit there all day and just work on the dumbest dent and get it done. Yeah. It's almost like meditating, isn't it? Oh, so, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. I told I just on my last podcast I was talking about it going like I don't even think about doing the dent I'm thinking about other stuff dude like what I'm right. fixing the car it's ADHD you know? stuff man that's what yeah. it is you know it's yeah. crazy it's just the way we work well well that's so. that, that's that's great man so you so tell me about the do you think there's money in these big dents because I know people are like man it's not worth it yeah yeah I mean that was before we started talking about prices and stuff so. Right. Did you think it was a lost cause or were you kind of like, uh, why? What, it seems like you have more motivation. Is there anything behind that motivation doing these big dents? Uh, the motivation for me, big dents are everything I looked at has always been a challenge, whether it be sports or whatever you're doing or every, every little thing is like a self-competitive thinking process for me. So when I get these big challenging dents, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got to get this thing out. I, I got to prove to somebody, I don't know who it is, maybe it is myself, I got to get this thing out and I got to do it right. Maybe it's just my working ethics, I'm not really sure, but that, I, that, I look it, for me, man, I got I to gotta get that thing out. I got to try my best to get that thing out. And if I can do it better than, you know, somebody else, hey, all great. But uh, going kind of going back to that, there is money in dent repair. There is money in huge dents, especially here in California. Luckily, being in this great environment we're in down here, with there's tons of nice cars between San Diego and L.A. and San Francisco, 
we got the perfect scenario for it. We don't have any hail here. Yeah. So we got to do the big dent. Yeah. Um, back in 90, I remember back in 98, I did my first big dent. And it was on a 90, 94 and 96 Apollo. Anyway, all the, those three-year model cars have the exact same body style. Left quarter panel was bashed in. And I told the guy, he's like, hey, you've come out to my house before and you've done these old door things and stuff. You think you can take this out? And I looked at it and I was like, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, crap. But this guy thinks I can do it. Maybe I can do it. Yeah, it's funny. So I started reading that metal and I, I worked out for probably 12 hours. It was probably about a double basketball size dent on the left quarter panel, like I said. Yeah. And it probably took me about 10, 12 hours easily to get that thing out. It came out really, really nice for my first big dent. And I, I got pictures of it. But it's on film, and I, you know, obviously can't share them here. But maybe I'll put it up on a Throwback Thursday Facebook page or something. Yeah, you should. uh, Yeah, that was. uh, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's amazing what our customers they they believe in more than what we can when we're when we're that young, you know, and doing it. You know, that same scenario. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I got that dent out, and I think I charged the guy three hundred fifty, four hundred bucks for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can do one of these a day back in 98 instead of doing five dents for 50 bucks. Yep. yep. And I, I saw the big picture and uh, being a, my background as a mechanic, I always wanted to have a shop. I always, you know, I want to run my own shop. And I knew I already, I already know how to run a shop before I started doing dent repair. Cause I've been doing it for so long. So man, I saw, I saw some potential there. And so, you know, it took a while. I mean, I'd get them here and there and I'd, I'd ruin a few and I'd do a few good ones. And I'd ruin a few, you know, and kind of take it back to the basics and you start the small ones. And I started realizing these big dents operate the same as the small dents. They're just, you know, if you took a, if you took a tiny dent that was crushed and you blew it up, zoomed into it, it would be the same as a big dent. That's right. You just work. You just got to be more meticulous with it. That's right. Take longer and you got to be really precise, really precise on it. But uh, yeah, there's absolutely money to be made on those things for sure. Good. You just opened up a lot of you opened up a lot of more things that we were, I was writing down. But I think here, here's here's some of the scenarios. Though, let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll go into more detail about big dents sure. and, the, and the the value of it. Do you think that dent you were describing, even though that's that's older metal, a little bit harder to do? But how fast do you think you could get that same dent, that same scenario dent out? In I knew I knew you were going to go there. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that dent today. Uh, see that dent back then probably took me, like I said, 10 to 12 hours today. I could do that same dent probably in about three to four hours. Yep. Yep. And I'd probably get, as far as price goes, I could probably get 1200 bucks for it. Yeah. And that's where I want to go. Okay. So I right. wanted to go, we all know today's techniques and obviously let's, let's not kid ourselves the experience that we've gained through the years along with the cool tools. Sure. But I think the biggest thing that's changed, and I think that goes hand in hand, is the pricing. So, how are you able to land? Anyway, let me give give me some stats too. Too, I mean, like you you get like let's say ten of those these smashes. Do you get a, do you get a good majority of them, or 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 what's your tactic? Or you just hope for the best? Well, uh, going being that I've run out of my shop now. I mean, I've, I've had a shop. I've had this this location I'm at right now. I've been here for just over thirteen years. But I've had a shop three years before that, and I had a shop two years before that. So I've had a shop for a very long time. I was, and it's always been just pure PDR, nothing else but PDR. Maybe maybe 5 or 10% bumpers here and there, but that's about it. That doesn't pay the bills. The dents are what pays the bills. But uh, 
going back to the dance, yeah. Um, but, um, I just lost my train of thought. What the heck? Well, how you bring um, it? How are you keeping those people like who who send you yeah, those yeah, estimates yeah. and train rates? So right now, last the last few years, a lot of people just keep coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. Actually, actually, the last ten years here at the shop because they're still familiar with us. They come in and they, it goes back to that same question: Hey, you took out my last little dent. Can you do this big dent? Well, being that we got this shop here, where where it allows us to carry a lot more tools and what I can carry in my truck. And I can I can use this new tower tool that Steve now come out with. That's another subject. I've got a tabletop I use for all my fenders, doors, hoods. You know, I got all sorts of stuff I can have set up here at the shop. My big glue pulling machine. You know, my my Atlas uh, bridges and K bars, things like that. I got all my stuff here. It's just so readily available to do everything here at the shop. I got my bar bender over here. I can just bend a tool when I need it. I don't do much bending anymore though, but because the tools are so be- so good now. But uh, the ability to sell the dent is a whole nother tactic in itself. And over the over the last 10 years of being here, I've developed even more so re- return customers, and they see what we can do. I got my dents plastered all over the place on the internet, you know, Facebook, the, you know, website. Everyone can see what we can do. I, I always allow my customers to see what we can do and how we do it, and they, and they love it. They like to see that I'm not hiding anything, and they, they don't care how fast it takes. They don't care how long it takes. They just like to see that we can honestly take these things out in a, in, a, in a way where we don't have to paint it and they can get it done fast. And even though they're paying a little bit more than they used to back in the day, they love it. They absolutely yeah. love it. So I educate my customers constantly on these things. And uh, well, the way me- these dents come out, they're coming out so well nowadays. It's just it's blowing these people away. You know, you, everyone, everywhere in the country, these guys are pulling out these big dents and they're posting them. It's like it blows me away from the stuff that these guys can do. Well, I think, well, we each, we all, we all, and I'm talking, right. everybody is an industry. Everybody's kind of motivating everybody. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. In, in one way. And it's, and it's finally, geez, and we're finally starting to see really good payoff. And yeah. The results in the last five years have absolutely changed dramatically as far as the quality of dents coming out, uh, the tools, and especially the pricing. That has been such a big subject. I'm, I'm sure you've talked about it a hundred times, but the pricing has finally changed where it's benefiting us better well that's this is why this is why yeah this is why i'm bringing you on jeff because the number one is that you do really good work really good like different challenging dents all right and everybody knows like the past guests i'm bringing in but i want to bring fresh meat you've been around for a while but yeah 23 years but but I want people to know who you are, Jeff. You know, we've talked sure, a few sure. times and, sure. and hey, look at Jeff, man. He's a really good expert at, at things. And this is what I want to pick your brain at because it's just like dent food. Like you have a style at doing dents and we're going to talk a little bit about that too as right. well. But we're also going to talk about, the, again, we're still on the part where you get the sale, you sell a car for 1200 or dent repair for $1,200. What is your tactic? What is your... How do you do that? How do you how do you get the customers to say, "All right, let's do it"? And are they paying out of pocket majority of the time, or are they paying insurance, or how do you do it, or both? Yeah, so I'm on the. That's a good, I like this subject because the last ten years that that tactic has changed a lot because it's, it's being you have a shop, you have to change your tactic. Even as a mobile service, you got to sell them as a mobile service even harder because when you drive out there. You got to you got to sell it on the spot, and you really you, the last thing you want to do is lose that job and drive to a different one forty five minutes away or a half hour, whatever it is. You know you don't want to lose that day because that one job is your day. Yeah, that's your day spent on that one large dent. 
my tactics here is, like I said, I educate my customers. Uh, one of the things that's really helped me out in the last few years is the, the, is the uh, pen markers we've been using for hail damage for over the years. Is mark, Draw artwork all over that dent. Draw that dent. Draw the crowns. Draw the creases. Draw the deep spots. Mark out how long that dent is, how big it is, and use that Mobile Tech RX because that's absolutely changed the way I've changed my pricing. My pricing has gone up probably 50 or, I'm sorry, 100, 150% in the last couple of years. And I'm getting way more money for my dents. And it's the way I, des- I describe them out. I sell them to the customers, and they 90% of the time they're paying out of pocket. But now I'm moving towards I'm getting a lot more insurance work. I'm going through the insurance companies, and they're you know I ask people to make the claims on them. They start the claim, I finish off the rest, I do the estimate, and I get I'm getting 100% of these dents on estimate sheets now. And I've probably done about 15 of them so far in the last couple months. So that's interesting. So more than normal. So you're starting kind of like what a hail claim would be like people get hailed, right? And then you go, look, start the claim and then we'll take it from there because you generally are going to, you're going to supplement it half the time or need to, or you know, it's, it's a done deal basically. Yeah. And matter of fact, yesterday, uh, Saturday morning, I had a triple inch adjuster come by the shop. He's like, Hey, I heard about you and I hear you're doing aluminum work and Tesla's things like that. And you're doing big crush tents. He goes, we want to start working with you. I'm like, Oh wow. They came to me looking for me. This is, this is, this is awesome. This is a change. This is the change I've been looking for forever, yeah. for so long. And now they're looking for us. And I hope that's the start around the country. But I want to be in the. I'm hoping to be in the forefront of that because I see the potential of it. And I'm already got the shop going, and that's what I'm after. And it's starting to work. And I think that's going to change our industry huge. Do you think it has a lot to do with you having a brick and mortar? Absolutely. The insurance companies are going to work with the. They're going to work with the door dingers. They're going to work with the smash guys. They really want to see a shop. They'll send them out to a guy who's mobile, but they really want to see the shop. And there's very, very, very few shops around here. We're, we're, this is probably the, one of the biggest shops in all of Orange County around here in L.A., but there's a handful of shops definitely around here, but they're not as big as presented and haven't had the history that we've had here at the shop or have you know been as long as you know 15, uh, 13 years here. So, Well, yeah, the insurance companies, they, they really like brick and mortar because – there's some accountability there, right? It's not like you're, a, you know, oh, absolutely. I, I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but you're not a mobile gypsy, basically. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I, oh, my God. You know what that's I mean? That's the whole, yeah, forget that. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they like the brick and mortar. The shop has a really comfortable, clean look to it. They love that. They like the fact we don't paint. We can turn around the car. 90% of the time, all of these jobs are done in the same day. They love that. It limits the rental cars they got to pay. They love the fact that they don't have to paint it. Even if it costs the same price to take it to the buy shop, they don't have to paint it. They don't have to worry about that comeback and yeah. repainting that car. Yeah, that's out the door now. They rather pay, they'll they'll pay me a hundred percent the same they do as a buy shop, but now they don't have to worry about the paint. Yeah, they love it. That's, that's the right. first thing they say. We don't have to repaint that car, and we don't have to do it on a mistake either. That's awesome. And, and you know what, too, Jeff is which I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming right because you're getting a hundred ten percent of that repair that what it's worth. Right, and you're. You got 150% motivation to get it done because now you're finally getting your your time is worth it. You know, even if you run Uh into some trouble, it's worth it, right? Instead of when you underbid it, you're like, man, this sucks. (laughs) I'm over. It's over, dude. Yeah, sometimes you do that. You know, sometimes you can't help it. Or you look at it, you're thinking, oh, I can get that out. Ends up being a little bit deeper than you anticipated. You're like, oh, crap, another three hours to get that thing out. Yeah. All right, so let's let's talk yeah. about we, we, the guys because I'm just running through some really topics that I know people want to hear, and that was interesting. Thank you very much for the insight. Cool, yeah. that. Okay, that gave me some even some uh, some insight. Um, t- 
tactics, okay? So what tools are you, like these big dents, I, no, give me, a, give me a, a general scenario how you're breaking down these big dents and what tools you usually go to. I don't care if anybody's heard of them or not, but just give, give us your, your dent foo style, dude. Yeah, so when I started doing these big dents, I actually, my first set of tools I bought, uh, what, what were they? they were actually dent gear way back in like 98 or whenever. They, they were early dent tools. And there was one good tool that they had. It was a Gorilla Bar. $65 Gorilla I Bar. This that. thing, yeah, I, that's my go. That, that's the only tool that I still have that will do a small dent and a big dent. It'll push out a smash dent. It'll take out a teeny tiny dent. And uh, that, that tool was my go-to tool. I would wrap that thing with so much tape, and I'd start a dent, and I'd start pushing out the crowns lightly, pushing out the lows and knocking down the crowns, and, you know, how you're supposed to do it. And I started pushing that thing out, and that tool had so much strength in it. It would never, ever flex. I still use it to this day. The handles will wear out. But, yeah, this thing will not flex. That was my go-to tool. And then I started using longer tools, and uh, then I – now I'm – I've in the last uh, – man, what, in the last five or ten years, these tools have gotten so much stronger. Now I'm using longer rods. I'm still using my Gorilla Bar. And my go-to my, – my starter tools I use for these big dents is now – the glue pulling. I use the K bar quite a bit. Uh-huh. And now in the last couple of weeks, I've used Steve's new uh, tower. I don't know if somebody posted on Instagram. Yeah. yeah I, I call have. it Big Crush Tower. Yeah. I love that. I used it today. Amazing. That tool is awesome. Yeah. That's the I one with just, that. It looks like a, like a, like a, it's a, like a, I don't know, yeah. kind of a T bar or something like that, right? And it, yeah. Yeah. You just jack up the car under it and had to stand still and you just start, you start ratcheting that dent out and man. You can pull so hard on that thing, and you start knocking down those crowns, and the dent pops out, and then you, now you just got to finish it with your tools, and you're good to go. Nice. That thing is amazing. That, that was one of the best things I've seen in a long, long time. So also, we, we, some of my – go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what, what glue and tabs are you using most of the time? So here in California, with our, with our really good weather we get, I actually – my best – I have two, two glue colors. I use the gray tab weld. For the big, the big crushed ones are really strong. Yep. And I actually use the Home Depot clear glue, which is actually pretty amazing. I can, I can set it up in like three seconds and pull it and pull these little dents out or pull small spots out. But the tab weld is the strongest one I've got so far. Cool. And what I tabs? The tab weld. What, what tabs are you using? I use, I use a lot. I always forget the names of these things. Um, I use the green ones from uh, the Atlas tabs. Oh yeah, I use, yeah, I like the, yeah, I like the gangrene. I, I, I use a flat rectangular one. I use the Atlas. Uh, Looks like a football shape, the oval ones. So I use those Atlas ones. Um, yeah, right now my go-to's are those those gangrene ones. Those things are awesome, cool. and the gray ones—they're almost it, identical. But the green ones are better because they got a thicker neck on them, and they will not break. Are you using any of the centipede tabs too, as well, from Kiko? Or? Yeah, I do use the centipedes absolutely. From uh, yeah, I use those for sure. Okay. Yeah, those, those are good starting tabs, for, absolutely. Now, with like uh, on your soft tip tools, because I'm just picking your brain because I know people, have, sure. I'm trying to act like I'm in your shop. So what soft tips do you use these days? So, I mean, I usually use the fat, I use, now Steve's got, you know, Ultra's got the new fat head red ones. I use those ones quite a bit now, and I still use the black, and I still use the little red cherry, you know. Our fours? Uh, number uh, fours from uh, Dentcraft. Those are the go-tos I use all the time right there. Um, I use, I do use the, um, the big fat rubber tips, the big black one that's real cushy. I love that thing. I think pushes really good. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you mean the kind of like it's kind of like a square rounded one, kind of? Yeah, it's like a rounded one with a yeah. you know, flat on the side. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. A, that one's really really good. Also, too, some of the tools I use is I really like Daniel Graham's motorcycle tools. Those because those are the first tools I've seen in a long time that were small and super strong. Those are great for the big uh, football size dance like a fender. Those things are push strong. Those are really good tools. I recommend everybody get those. If you're not even if you're not doing motorcycles, do uh, get those. Uh, get the motorcycle dent tools and yeah, they be are. pushing out those big ones on the spenders, no problem. Get yeah. behind those edges. Those things are great tools. Yeah, they have the, the good diameter to those suckers, man. No flex when you're pushing. Yeah, oh my, yeah absolutely. No flex is what you're looking for. I don't care what kind of dent you're doing. No flex. Yeah. Don't want any flex in those things. Well, that's freaking cool. You got a YouTube channel? Man, I'm so busy. I mean, I do, but I don't, I got I got a really good video of some crush dents on there. I got one on the uh, uh, I did one years ago on a uh, Chevy truck right side bed. A big, it's not super smash. It's just, it's a big dent. I've seen I've seen people post the exact same dent a hundred times, but this one here is in fast motion and it's really cool. It's a really cool video to check out. Well, cool. We get on there. Yeah, get on there. We look forward to, to seeing. Your, we look forward to seeing your stuff on there, man. So get on there. But yeah, I know yeah. you're on Instagram, so I'll post that there on the bottom. And you got a Facebook page yet at all? Yeah, I get, it's barely on there. Yeah, I. I I'm so bad at social media. And I get on Instagram quite a bit, and it, you know, it tags over to Facebook, and cool. it, Facebook doesn't do too good on me, but uh, Instagram does pretty good. Good, good. And uh, what is your website there? BeachCitiesPDR.com. Cities, C-I-T-I-E-S. Cool. BeachCitiesPDR.com. Jeff, man, you gave some good insight, man. I, I think I definitely want to bring you back on in the near future, man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anytime. We can talk about specific big dent tools uh, when we get the time to it. I just wanted to introduce everybody to you, man. And, and yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. some of what you said is, is really, really good information, man. So I got, I got one, I got a good, I got a good crusher dent story Perfect. for you. Please. So this goes back to the overhauling days when Chip Foose, I, I, I do a lot of work for Chip Foose and uh, he was building the impressions car. And uh, he won the Riddler award for this, the most prestigious hot rod award out there. Anyway, they had about five days to deliver this car before I went to Detroit for the Riddler show. And this is a, uh, it's a Mach 36 Ford mm-hmm. coupe, and it's a $1.8 million build. And everything on this car is hand-built. And they, they were, as they were machine, uh, as they were doing the English wheel on the hood, anyway, they English wheeled the whole hood nice and perfect. They went and painted it and stuck it out in the sun to dry. And the whole thing just shrunk up on him. The whole hood, the whole hood dented, completely just softened up and shrunk the hood down. The whole thing was just a little bit low, like about a quarter. And you could see it from a mile away. <laughs> Five days to deliver this thing. So Foos calls me up and uh, he says, hey, can you get this dent out? I'm like, oh, crap. Back then, the uh, TV show Rise was on and Overhauling was there and they were showing this. Everyone in the world was at the shop trying to figure out what they're going to do in five days to get this thing done. I can't fix this dent. They got to paint the whole car. So anyway, I spent 12 hours on this hood. I spent three days on it. I spent four hours a night for three days, got this dent out. And this, I, I learned so much on doing this dent that picture a triangular hood and the whole thing's dented nice and soft and there's no impact spot. It's just, it's just being pulled down from the tight paint. Anyway, I also found out they had English wheeled it. So I, so I, I, okay, cool. So all the metal's pushed out to the side. I, I created a hammer. I still have it to this day. 
I'll show it to you if you ever come down to the shop. It's not that big of a deal, a hammer. It's just a rubber hammer. Yeah. I rounded it off, put some tape on it, and started beating the heck out of the sides of that hood. And I beat the, there was, those crowns were so subtle on that hood, but eventually the whole hood just popped up. It took me 12 hours to beat it straight, but it came out. Wow. So all the pressure was locked to the outside? What's that? All the pressure that was locked on the outside? Oh my gosh. It was, it's all on film, but they won't release it because they didn't want to show it to everybody on TV. So, oh, it's, you know, the dent guy saved Chip. (laughs) They didn't want to show it like that. But that was the most amazing. I got pictures of stuff up here too, if you ever come by the shop. that was an amazing opportunity to work on something like that. And it, that's when I learned crowns, man. If you, even if you can't see the crowns in your dent and you got a big dent, I guarantee you 100% of the time you're going to have a crown somewhere. If your dent's not popping up, you got to find that crown. You have to learn how to find it because sometimes they're hidden. And you can't, if you can, uh, that'll, that'll haunt you back. That's what I tell them. I got, I got a lot of lessons on that one. That's but what yeah, I say. That's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a good insight there, Jeff. It's called hidden yep. crowns. And you have to be, you have to put your face pretty much right on that panel, man, to see, to detect oh where God. it's at. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, that's a good story, man. Yeah, I forgot you, you yeah. do a lot of work for, for Chip there, Mr. Foose, man. So, yeah, that's yeah, fun stuff. I've seen yeah, you on Overhaul for a couple times, though. I thought I did. Yeah, it, I got, I was on like five or six episodes. It was really cool. Yeah. We actually did a big rip off out of the old shop, too. That was really fun. That was good days. <laughs> it was were. really good days. Well, well, Jeff, again, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. I really do appreciate that, dude. And uh, listen, look out for Jeff. I'll put the uh, information down below. And if you guys need to get a hold of him or ask him any questions, hit him up. So thanks again, Jeff. Perfect. All right, Mike. Talk to you. All right, guys. That concludes the last part of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know there's a lot thrown at you. But anyways, do something about your company. Get off your butt. And get out there and let people know who you are, what you do, and how fantastic you are as a company. I'm Mike Toledo. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Take care.